In the race for a child's heart, the first one there wins. This quote by Christian researcher George Barna captures the heart of why one church is pouring into the lives of children at an elementary school in their community. Hear how this church is successfully ministering to and in a public school on this Action and Ministry. Inspiring you to be the hands. Empowering you to be the feet. Strengthening you to be the heart of Christ for others. Action. Action. Action in ministry. Hi, I'm Rachel Legute, and this is Action in Ministry. I think many of us have this idea that in today's society, ministry and the public school system simply don't mix. But we're here to tell you today that it can happen and it can be done well. I want to welcome Bill Marsaw, Missions Director at Hope Church in Rochester, New York. He has been instrumental in this work with Long Ridge Elementary. And also with us today is Kelly Sperduto. She's the Community School Specialist at Long Ridge Elementary. Bill and Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks. Well, Bill, we're going to hear a lot about what Hope Church is doing in the school, but we want to know, how did you even begin this relationship with your local public school? Well, we had heard and we read, too, about churches around the country being involved with uh, local schools, and we just thought that this would be a a great type of partnership out into our community because we like to be out in the community, and schools never seem to have enough resources, and we thought maybe there was something we could offer so we simply reached out to Longridge School, which is actually near our church, and we made the offer. We scheduled a meeting with the administration, and we simply asked them, you know, how can we help you? What do you need? And um, our offer was actually met with great enthusiasm. Did you experience any kind of pushback from, from maybe a different group? I mean, if the school accepted the idea really excitedly, how did the church feel, or maybe the community as a whole? Yeah, certainly there was no pushback within the church. Some people, I think, were surprised maybe that we were allowed to actually partner with the school. Uh, and like you said, there's no pushback that I know of uh, through the school itself. Uh, teachers and uh, staff were really enthusiastic. And I'm not sure how much this is known out within the community of Greece about the partnership, but I haven't heard anything negative about it. So when you started this partnership, did you know right away that it was going to work? You know, I guess as a church, we were wondering uh, how many kids would be interested in something like this. Would it be 50? Would it be hundreds? Uh, We really didn't know what to expect. And um, I think, Kelly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it about half of the students now are involved in the club? Yep, we have about 400 students out of our 800 total that are now participating in clubs. And I think that started out with well under 100 the first year. So it's grown exponentially. Kelly, I wonder if you have any um, feedback. I know that sometimes we have this idea that that these two um, entities don't mix. Did you feel like that this was going to be something that would work? Or when you when you came into the situation, did you feel like this would be a positive partnership? Yeah, so to be honest, I came into the school last year as community schools coordinator, and at first I was a little apprehensive myself, you know, like how are these mixing the faith-based organization and the public school, and then when I got there, I saw rather quickly how seamlessly it was working, and actually um, I've heard a lot of positive conversation throughout our town about how well the partnership is working, and I've had other faith faith-based organizations now coming to the district saying, hey, we want to get involved, we want to help. So it's starting to have a little bit of a domino effect around town. Bill, can you talk a little bit about the student body at Long Ridge before these after-school programs were available? And then maybe tell us about the changes you've seen in the kids and the students there since these programs have been running. 
you know, I don't know as much as the teachers do, but I've just heard from the teachers and staff that, you know, kids really, they want to be, they want to belong. And uh, some kids have rough uh, lives at home and uh, maybe don't have a sense of belonging. And I know that uh, one of these things that the clubs has done really is to help some of the students feel like they belong. I've been told that they really enjoy wearing their club t-shirts to school, uh, not only on the day that they have their club, but even on other days too. And so it gives them a sense of uh, belonging to those. Uh, they have that uh, that fellowship with, with other friends afterwards. It gives them something to do afterwards because not, not all children have something to do after school. And so it's given uh, them an opportunity to really get involved in something that uh, after school, uh, something healthy, something that, um, that where they can just make, maybe make some additional friends and just uh, understand that they, uh, that they do belong. Kelly, I'm really impressed by the numbers that you just stated, that like half of the student body population is involved in these clubs. I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit more about what the after-school program looks like. What do the kids yeah, and I do? I was going to add on a little bit more to what Bill said also. Sure. Um, we have tons of research in the education world about how all it takes is one caring adult for a child to connect to and really help change their trajectory in life. Um, so I think the clubs give them the option, too, that if they haven't connected with a teacher yet in their classroom or haven't connected with an adult in the building, this gives them one more chance to connect with a caring adult and have that chance. Um, and some of our hardest-to-reach kids are the ones that during the day, you know, I can get them through their day by saying, don't forget you have club today. We really need you to be there. I really need your help. And that's really helped some of them stay in school when they might not have otherwise been able to make it through a day. Um, so that's been wonderful for us. And then, so the after-school club program has really spread quite a bit. We started out with just a couple of clubs run by Hope Church. And because it's been so successful, now we've added additional clubs in. So not only do we have all the clubs that the church is running, we also have some other community organizations participating as well. So at the end of the school day, a little bit more than half of the students are going to a club program. They're meeting with the adults. They're all doing different programs from cooking to gardening, reading club, basketball. Um, and the kids just love it. They're so excited to tell everyone what club they got into. We have parents begging and saying, instead of just one club, can my child be in two or three clubs? <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, we want to get everyone into at least one. So at this point, it's one club per child. But it really has had a positive effect on the school community, I'd say. Do the kids meet with their clubs once a week? Yep. So we have club sessions throughout the school year. So there's four club sessions, and each one's five weeks long. Um, and most of the clubs just run for one session. There's a couple of exceptions, just depending on the staffing and the student interest. Um, like chess club ended up going for the whole school year. And it's right at the end of the school day, so the kids leave their classroom. Instead of getting on a bus, they come to club, they have a snack, and then they participate in the activities. So to be clear, this isn't like an after-school care program. So like my can't pick up my kid until 5 p.m. or something. So this is actually an intentional program where you're teaching the kids skills. So I would add on to that that the nice thing about clubs is it's given some of our families during times of crisis a connection to the church that they might not have otherwise sought out. So we've had a couple of families throughout the school year who are dealing with crisis or trauma, and because of the connection with Hope Church, they're right there. We've been able to reach out to Bill. I laugh because I tell people he's on my speed dial. Um, <laughs> so it really goes beyond just the club partnership. Whenever I have a family in need, my first instinct is to pick up my cell phone and call Bill and say, 
what can we do, how can we help, and the churches really wrap their arms around our whole school community well beyond just clubs. So although clubs are really central to the program, we all, they also have adopted many of our families for holiday um, gifts. They have done volunteer at all of our school events, whether it's a back-to-school picnic or open house. They have a booth set up so families can come and find out more. They also have a wonderful um, monthly food pantry that over, I think, 500 families in the community access. Am I right, Bill? Usually, yes. Yep. So we've been connecting a lot of families to that. So so it's more of a bridge. It's more of a bridge yeah, to the local church. A bridge oh, okay. to the church, and it's helping to connect families. We had a family last month go to the church because they were doing free oil changes, and they called me last week and thanked me again and said, you know, without that, we couldn't have afforded an oil change this month. So it was really crucial for us to get there. So it's really just been a huge connection to the whole school community, and they're really like our first line of defense when we have needs or issues that they really help us out a ton. And I don't know, Bill, if you want to talk a little bit about the All Pro Dads program now also? Yeah, that's actually something that we started uh, last year. And it's um, it's actually kind of a takeoff with Tony Dungy's All Pro Dads. And um, we call it All Pro Dolphin Dads because that's um, the dolphin uh, is part of uh, Longridge's, um, you know, their curriculum there. And so that's something that we do in the morning. The dads come with their uh, kids and uh, we go through the Tony Tony Dungy um, All Pro Dads. Uh, we have some food for the kids and for the dads, and um, so there's a teaching. There's some time uh, together for the dads and their kids to just kind of um, work through some questions with each other, uh, and then they're given the opportunity. Also, they they're given the website uh, to go to for that, and uh, they're encouraged to go on there and to sign up for uh, daily emails that are sent out through that uh, ministry. And so uh, that's been a great. Um, just a great uh, club to have because we are really building some relationships with the dads there. Um, we've had it several times, and we see uh, the same dads coming back, some of them, over and over, and they recognize us, we recognize them, and uh, we get into some good conversations. It's a really neat idea to be able to take some um, basic needs of the community and to create groups around that and use that as a bridge to connect um, people from the community to people within the church. But on action and ministry, we don't just want people to say, well, that's cool. Um, that was a neat thing to hear. We want people to be inspired and and most of all motivated to do something, maybe something like this in their own communities. What advice would you give someone who maybe saw a similar need in their own local school system or perhaps a different, um, a different need or a different passion, but doesn't know how to put it into action. Bill, do you have any advice that you would give people from the church looking to give back in this way? I'd say just simply ask the question. You know, if it's your local school, um, just simply approach the administration and ask, you know, are there any ways that we can help you? Don't be afraid to ask, you know, whether it's a school or another organization. Uh, your offer might be turned down, but it might not be turned down, and uh, maybe God will use you to bless someone and, uh, and maybe to fill in those gaps that exist. Like in uh, at Longridge, you know, there weren't uh, many clubs uh, that existed beforehand, so that was kind of a gap in a sense. And uh, so my advice too is under promise and over deliver. You know, whatever you do, do it well. Don't promise something that you can't deliver because we want to make sure that we can deliver on anything we promise. But mm. uh, just don't be afraid to ask. 
Yeah. Kelly, from from the perspective of working in the school, I know you mentioned that that piece about how it just takes one person for a kid to um, be connected to, to change the trajectory of their life. Um, from your perspective, what are some things that schools need and what advice would you give to a church or a person who wants to get involved in this way? So I think it's been a great partnership because it's really mutually beneficial for us. And I think that finding out what the true needs of the school are or the community organization you're working with so that you can really meet their needs and it's not. We've had a lot of people reach out to us before and said, we have this to offer. Would you like it? And that doesn't always necessarily meet the needs of our students. But Hope has come to us and said, what do you need? How can we help? And that's been really helpful because we've done a lot of data and research trying to figure out how best to meet the needs of our students, their families, and the community. And so Hope is really pinpointing those and working to target those throughout the school year. Well, Bill, it's it's a pleasure to hear about what your church is doing in your community and that you, your church, took the time to ask what the needs were um, for the students, the teachers, and the administrators, and the parents. Um, It makes me want to step up to the plate and see what I can do to help at my children's school this year as well. Kelly, thank you so much for sharing about Long Ridge Elementary and all the exciting things happening through this partnership with Hope. It was so great to have you both here with us today. Well, thanks for letting us share. Thank you. Many of us have a desire, a passion to meet someone's spiritual needs. But in James chapter 2, we're reminded that it's not enough to offer spiritual help if there are unmet physical needs. When we meet a person's physical needs, then there's an opportunity to help them understand the spiritual needs as well. What a great example of that here with Hope Church. They sought out the needs, worked to meet them, then built relationships and earned the opportunity to share the real hope, Jesus Christ. This story has no doubt been inspirational, but let it be motivational and move you to action. That's Action in Ministry. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rachel Legute. Thank you for listening to Action in Ministry. We'd love to hear how you and your church are ministering to your community. To submit ideas for this podcast, visit our website, lhm.org forward slash action, and send us an email.